Welcome back to the Demon Games, Volume 1, The Game of Man and Fallen Angels. This is Episode 29, Agendas. It's told from the perspective of Ambassador Jagger. My anxiety levels creep upward as I process the contents of the classified folder that Benjamin has passed on to me. I only have a few minutes to comprehend the content before the United Nations convenes its general session. The seats are filling quickly. I lower my voice so the arriving ambassadors cannot hear our conversation. Benjamin, this is a devastating prognosis. The names of those who have signed off on this are some of the world's most reputable scientists. Are you telling me a reversal of Earth's magnetic poles is an imminent threat? Benjamin pulls his seat closer to mine and puts his arm around the back of my chair. His smile is gone, and it has been replaced by a deep crease in his forehead. This is the real deal, Janet. How long have you known about this? How long has the White House known about this? For that matter, how long have the scientists known about this? Well, I've known about it for about 24 hours. I cannot speak for the president. According to the documents in the folder, the scientific community has been discussing this since 2008. They are at odds as to the frequency of magnetic pole reversals. The last one occurred thousands of years ago. The scientists do agree that the planet is overdue. A pole reversal was actually expected in 2017, right after the solar eclipse. Where were the media reports in 2017? I'm hearing this for the first time, and I have been following the Associated Press since college. Benjamin places his elbow on the desk, further making our conversation private. In the past, a magnetic pole reversal would have been posted below the Kardashian updates. Now we rely on technology to regulate almost every area of our lives. It could be a critical blip for the planet. Theoretically, planes could fall from the sky when their instruments fail. Computer systems could glitch. Our satellites could leave their orbits and drift into space. And our unmanned missions across the galaxy could be in peril if there's an interruption in communication. The big threat are the power grids. They could fail. Less likely, but still within range of needing a conversation, is the weapons around the world, including nuclear warheads and electromagnetic pulse bombs. They might not respond until they are rebooted with new coordinates. The scientists who authored this report say life would continue, but also say we will have to adapt to some changes. Casualties certainly could not be reliably predicted at this time. I scan the room. It's more than half full now. I notice several people looking my way. They must know I am the new ambassador from the United States. I'm sure they are sizing me up. No one is close enough to hear our conversation, so I continue. Benjamin, what I need first is a timeline. How do we know a magnetic pole reversal is imminent? Where is the undeniable proof? Since the president had this delivered to me, I can assume he wants to get this topic into the UN agenda. He knows this is my first day on the job. He knows the experts have not briefed me. What is he thinking? What does he want me to do with this? Really? Benjamin rubs his forehead a second time. I agree. In fact, I have the same questions. I believe the president wants this topic worked into your welcome address to flush out what the other world leaders might know about it. I have observed UN sessions in the past. With the translating and fact-checking by the ambassador's insistence, it can take days, even weeks, to get deep into a topic. My suggestion is this. When you are introduced today, you will have 15 minutes on the floor. Be sure to thank the ambassadors for the opportunity to serve alongside them, and then make short statements on the things you look forward to addressing in this year's session.
Just make a quick statement on the things the president's team gave you and move on. Speak as if they should know these things. This should put things at rest for a while until we get to see the president on Wednesday and we can go deeper into the topic. Janet, you can do this. I have stood beside you for years. You can sell anything. Just do that breathing thing you do that helps you relax. Or take a Xanax. If you don't have one on you, I'll give you one of mine. Benjamin winks at me and I smile. Excessive energy aside, he knows just how to calm my anxieties. I take a deep breath as he suggested. Okay, I'm with you. and You're right. I have my 10 points prepared on the nations who are infringing on other nations as well as the effects of war on children. I will work the magnetic pole reversal into my opening remarks. Will this work? Yes, but Janet, you have not opened the other folder, the one on the asteroid headed for Earth. According to that report, there's a slight chance of a collision with this asteroid in November. A much greater chance comes when it returns from orbiting the sun in 2036. If this collision occurs in November, it will be during your term and the term of this president. You have to get this topic onto the floor as well. And how am I supposed to skillfully and responsibly announce to the United Nations that a huge asteroid might hit Earth in as little as 10 months or as much as seven years without causing international panic. Most scientists believe Earth's last major collision with an asteroid caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. Can men be far behind? Well, there could be a third option. The scientists have not yet found some way diverting the asteroid on its first pass. Look, Janet, no one said this job was going to be easy. And let's face it, if you thought that was the case, you would not have taken the position. Benjamin, I am a woman addressing the United Nations on her first day. If I put both these things on the floor, it will be like telling the General Assembly we need to chase down Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. I am completely uncomfortable with this plan. I came here to be a voice for international peace and the protection of citizens held captive by dictators in the world. I'm prepared to talk about the funding of terrorist groups or the increase of weapons in Lebanon, return of ISIS, even the escalation of anti-Semitism. I do not want to destroy my credibility by discussing the things in these folders. I'm simply not prepared. Jan, you were the first appointee to the president's cabinet. Take a minute to consider why the first position he filled was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. He put you here because he knows he needs someone who can be cool under pressure. These are not easy times. You have stood on the bloodiest battlefields in the world and offered hope to those who had none. You rallied an entire planet to watch over the children of war. Put this information from the president's team into your opening remarks with the same confidence with which you supported the children. Benny, we have talked about this. You cannot fake passion. The people in this room will see right through me. Besides, how can I be sure this is not just a way to test someone's theories or the depth of global support of their theories while intending to use my inexperience as an excuse later in the game? It sounds like there are some hidden agendas here. You cannot know all of the agendas, Janet. You never will. We are still debating global warming, for God's sake. Welcome to the world of politics. Trust your instinct. Does it tell you to back the president? Well, if it didn't, I wouldn't be here. Then you know what you have to do. Hey, you may be surprised in a good way. And we'll have more facts on Wednesday. Okay, I'll do it. But just remember, you are the only witness to my questioning of the president on all of this, so don't you go dying on me. Benjamin laughs. You got it. 
Some activity on the left side of the stage catches my attention. Hey, Ben, is that the Pope entering? Is he addressing the General Assembly? Dear Lord, I knew the Catholic Church had a permanent seat here, but I had no idea the Pope would be in the General Assembly today. Benjamin pushes up higher into his seat so he can see the Pope. It was announced late yesterday. What, you knew about this? Why didn't you tell me? Does seeing him here make you nervous? Of course, absolutely. Well, then you just answered your own question. Benjamin flashes me a big smile and pushes the last folder into my hands as he stands up to greet the assistant to the ambassador of Uruguay. I now see my job in a whole new light. My stomach begins to hurt. Well, this wraps episode 29. In our demon talk that follows this episode, we're going to discuss the Pope, the Catholic Church, and the United Nations, how they're interconnected and how the relationship works. It's very interesting material, and I hope you'll join us for it. I also want to invite you to the biggest episode in the book. Episode 30 are the mandates. This is a program that's being put forth by the United Nations in 2029. They are being put forth to govern the people and the nations of the world. They're being put up for the consideration of the General Assembly. And Janet will be part of the new voting block. It's an exciting episode and you don't want to miss it.